This is a This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You are mute. Jack, tell me he's on I mute. Think, uh, you know, I, I, listen, oh, you gave it away. I muted Matt for once. I turned the tables <laughs> on him. <laughs> hey, that's what it was. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Mac Jack and Jim and Jeff Go Big Football Show. This morning, we'll have on the show Keith Angle from TGI Sports. We've given us his college update, a little Patriot news. We'll also have Robert Butler with the big, big stories in the NFL. We'll also have on uh, Jamie Paggs, the Philly sports guy, to give us that he should be live in the bus today, guys. So hopefully, uh, I told him, keep them people, uh, keep them. Those people quiet on the bus, and he said he'll give it his best shot. Um, we also have Commander Nash coming in. He'll be on the road heading to the game today, too. And maybe we'll have and Chris Palmay of CFL update. He covers the Toronto Aragonauts. Am I saying that right, Jeff? Yes. Aragonauts. 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 Yes, the Aragonauts. I know Jim plays – his kid plays in a different – Yeah, he's in Winnipeg, and it looks like they're on a – of course, to play in the Great Cup again. And um, wow. the Argonauts beat them by one point. They were back-to-back -back champions, Winnipeg. Jim, I hope next year, if they do play in the Great Cup, you go see your son. You wear a heavy coat in a 21-degree weather. I do. I go see you, Jack. When they're in the Great Cup, I do. It's in, um, I know, but when you wear a heavier coat, you were complaining about being cold. You know, yes, I'm wearing a heavier coat. But, hey, I got so, a quick question for you guys because I know you have knowledge about baseball. Why did they change Houston from the NL to the AL? That was done a lot of years ago. I don't like it. Why did they do the NFL, put teams like the Cleveland Browns in the AFC, you know, a traditional NFL team? They, and leagues don't care about tradition the way they used to. Good morning, Keith. And Jim starts off the football show with a baseball question that's why we have him on on the show every week just to I just I said thing. before we started so, you know I got and a question look up Bud Seelig because Bud Seelig wanted the Milwaukee to go back to the NL with, where they were when they were the Braves so that's okay thank well, you, thank you. They, they, Keith with the Good answer morning, I don't I don't really care why where you see that what division they're in in fact I don't even want them them in the MLB anymore to tell you the truth being a Yankee fan. Um, so so, guys, uh, back to the NFL real quick. Um, Thursday night, Kansas City, the first time in 100 years this score was a final score, beats Denver 19-8. We talked about it on the Friday show, Jim. What's your, what's your thoughts on the game? I thought that um, – here's an interesting thing, and uh, you guys think I'm crazy. I thought Denver competed better than they have all year. I thought they were playing hard. They just don't have it together yet. But I look, their future is bright. They're better than their defense played harder. And uh, they got a chance. They won't be good this year, but they'll be good in the uh, future. 
Jim, you say that future's bright. Half the team wonders where they're going to be next week, which is crazy. I, I, I mean, I, I we don't know that. what their future's going to be. But they're going to get some players. They're going to get they're going to get rid of the um, players they have, and they're going to get some good players. Good morning, Rick. Good and morning, um, by Rick. the way, good morning, and Pickles knows how to stay on the screen. As long as he keeps bringing comments like this, we'll keep his comments up the whole show. Great job, Pickles. Um, so let's let's get to let's get to our, our top three picks. We'll have Keith give him, give his uh, three favorite picks and an underdog. So I'll give mine real quick. I like Baltimore this morning uh, minus four over. Uh, Tennessee. I like San Francisco minus six at Cleveland. I like the Rams minus six at Arizona. And Jack, who's your three favorite picks? Yeah, I'll go to Cincinnati Bengals giving, I think, three points to Seattle. They're at home. That's my team to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick with them. I like the Raiders giving three to New England. I think New England is a train wreck right now. I don't think they rebound today. Maybe they're competitive. But I think they lose the game clearly. And I like the Buffalo Bills giving, what, 14 points to the Giants. That's a lot of points to give. But Buffalo is coming off a loss. And someone's going to pay the price. And that's the Giants this week. Okay, Jim, what do you got for your top three favorites? I got San Francisco over Cleveland. And it's, uh, wow, it's a lot of minus 10. I got um, Miami over Carolina. And that's the interesting. We're gonna have to keep a brisk with that one because Frank Wright might be in trouble in his first year. And then yeah. I have um, Philadelphia over the Jets. Okay, Philly. Yeah, you seven. mentioned you mentioned us quickly. Frank Wright being in trouble. The owner of the Carolina Panthers reportedly is very impatient. He fired Matt Rule, and Matt Rule had a few years left on his contract. Then he went to Nebraska. So I don't know how much money the owner saved. But he had to lose a lot of money on the Marrow contract. Frank Reich had to be given a few years on the contract. I can't believe he's just going to well, give him thing. all the money and here's move on thing. and let him go. Frank Reich wanted um, Stroud. And Stroud. the owner wanted Bryce Young. So that's the problem. And Frank Reich called him out on it. He wanted C.J. Stroud and told the, basically the press, hey, the owner butted in. I wanted C.J. Stroud. Yeah. They should have called Keith Angle. He would have said, take Will Levis, and he would have settled the argument. <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> Keith Angle, already getting a shot from Jack. Keith, give me your top three and your underdog. On a four-game winning streak. And by the way, real quick, congratulations, because I didn't see Jim last week. Congratulations on your total ass-kicking of my team. Um, but then we got it the next week, Keith. <laughs> It was so bad I had to resort to trading selfies with Jim from my cruise ship. Yeah, to the- he did. That's he so did. bad. Uh, I will take today much different teams. I'm going to lay a lot of points today with Miami. Over right. who they, the hell are they playing? I don't even know they're playing. They're playing Carolina. Carolina. Oh, yeah. Right. Carolina. Just, yeah, Keith just picks anybody. He doesn't know the spread. He doesn't know the player. I yeah. forgot who they're we'll I forget down who they're playing. The Bills, I know okay. who they're playing. They're playing the Giants. I do, I do too. I do you too. may be quarterback in the second half of that game. So Yeah, I might be. And I'll take I'll take Jacksonville as well today. Ooh, really? Over oh, Indianapolis? Now Indianapolis beat them last time, right? Correct? Yeah, the, the quarterback's situation in, in uh in Indy's, you know, 
Not good. But here, Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback. That's what I just said. The quarterback situation here is not good. <laughs> who does that? Well, guys, who does that help more? Minshew plays for the Jags. New, the Jags have a new coach in Doug Peterson, but he's oh. familiar with some of the personnel, Minshew, and they're familiar with him. Who does that help more, the Jags or Minshew? I don't think it helps uh, Minshew at all. It's a totally different organization than when he was there, so I don't think it helps him. But, uh, Keith, correct me if I'm wrong, Minshew beat them. He, he was his quarterback when yeah, they beat Minshew comes up. Minshew comes up now and again, throws, plays some great games. But, you know, all in all, I just think. And you got Jonathan Taylor back. And Jacksonville's at home. And Taylor, right. Taylor's, Taylor's not even the best running back on the team right now. It was a kid last week and went crazy, too. Uh, I can't think of his name now. But he went crazy last week. I know you're talking so, about that. Was, uh... Okay, so my underdog. Yeah, my dog in Tampa Bay at home. All right. Tampa Bay. So Keith went 4-0 uh, last week. You know, everybody has has their lucky day or whatever. I don't know, maybe. Congratulations. Know what <laughs> Congratulations, Keith. I'm going to say it. Some people, you know, they're going to be you know, jealous. I mean, yes, yes, that's true. So Keith, Keith goes – Jim, you know, I mean, he has a good, he has a good week, and then he falls, falls back next week. I mean, I, I already got him figured out. So, um, anyway, <laughs> let's 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 go to where you where, where this is where Keith could pick games and maybe make some money. College football, he knows all about the players, the coaches. Three the yesterday. See, there, there you yeah, go. Like, that's that's this that's Keith Forte. If, if you want to follow Keith Angle on his show on his college football show, that's where you make money with Keith Angle. So uh the pros, I mean, you're gonna be up and down. So anyway, Keith, make let's Saturday's get back on Sundays. It's a lot of fun. Yes, there you go. So let's 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 go over the top 10 first, Keith, and we'll talk about some interesting games. You had Georgia uh beating Vanderbilt 37 to 20. It probably shouldn't have been that close. Side. Maybe Georgia took their foot off the gas. Uh uh, well, Kirby Smart does that. He doesn't really uh, run the score up like a lot of coaches might. Uh, he might want to start to do that for style points here soon because uh, there's some teams that are going to start breathing down his neck here pretty soon. Big story out of this game, though, is uh, Brock Bowers going out yes. with an angle injury. Yeah. yeah. Probably the best so, player. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. I think Brock Bowers might be the best player in the country, to be honest with you. Right, right. I mean, listen. There's that. I mean, Georgia is Georgia is going to be. I think they'll be in the Final Four. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even. Uh, if they lose one star, my just a great team. Um, Michigan blows up uh, Indy, Indy, uh, Indiana, fifty-two to seven. The quarterback had a great game over there, McCarthy. Keith. McCarthy's uh, had a pretty good year. He's grown a lot. Uh, since last year, um, this team doesn't need to rely on me either because they got two really good running backs. Uh, but no surprise here, Indiana is not very good. Their offense is awful. They fired their offensive coordinator last week, and yeah. no surprise here. Florida State uh, picks on Syracuse, forty-one to three. Um, is Florida can Florida State win the national championship this year? Yes, I have them in. I think for the Final Four before the season. Um, I'll remind you again, along with Georgia, to win it all, uh, Florida State, Oklahoma, and Ohio State were my final four. So, so far, so good. They're good enough. They're good enough. they got a lot of different weapons uh, on this team, and they don't need to rely on 
but that, you know, Jordan Taylor's a great quarterback, but they don't need to rely on him every week. They got a lot of ways to win games. Good special teams too. So Ohio State, Ohio State puts away Purdue. No big surprise there. Um, Penn State. I mean, <laughs> I felt so bad for them. I mean, uh, they didn't even look like they wanted to tackle tackle as anybody I, on Penn State. As I text yes. you yesterday, uh, Mac. Too sorry. They got one point six million dollars to go play this game and get their butts kicked. So. But yeah, and, we also and, gotta yeah. look at we're gonna find out about Penn State next week when they play Ohio State. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing. I Penn this is and again, this is one of the reasons I'm a big J, not a big James Franklin fan. This isn't much of a way to get ready for Penn State or exactly. for Ohio State, my exactly. mind. I don't and get it. The next week they play Michigan. So they do. So you you've played a bunch of cupcakes up until this point. Exactly. Uh, and I you're not ready for the I can't see how they're ready for, to play the two teams and they're not i talked about it friday they're not a very explosive team 114th in the country and plays over 20 yards against bad teams yeah well i'll tell you penn state got their money's worth they got every one million point one point six million dollars worth out of kicking their tails um big game last night we talked we talked about this game uh me and keith um oregon and uh against washington we talked a lot of before for the show too, Washington ends up beating Oregon, thirty-six to thirty-three. The Oregon kicker misses a field goal, last chance to tie it. I don't blame the kicker for this loss. The loss goes directly onto that head coach, Keith. Uh, you know what? I don't blame Dan Landing for going and trying to win the game at four, on fourth down. Nah, you know, he, would, he, he, you play to win the game, as Herm Edwards said, right? Come on, Keith. That's no, 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 no. That's not. Not away, not away. The problem not is Herm Edwards didn't win when all was said and done. <laughs> I'm not saying he shouldn't have punted maybe, but I don't have no problem with a coach trying to win the game there. You got one of the best offense in a team in the country. That kid could have gone yards as well as he could have gone 50 you're, you're, yards. You're, you're drinking the analytic Kool-Aid right now, Keith. That's I'm drinking no analytic Kool-Aid because I have, to, Keith, I have to go with Mac. The same thing. Look at the safe thing to do is punt because nobody will beat you up the next day. Nobody you're will beat you Listen, you're, you're talking to two former coaches here, Keith, especially Jim, who coached on the college and pro level. Listen, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Boy, I'm, I'm not trying to attack you. Listen, I'm just, just if you had a chance to get points before the half, then you're going to get oh, the ball. Wait, let I'm me talking finish. about one play. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish, Keith. I'm talking about all three attempts that, that came up. I agree there. I and, and then you're going to give the ball back to Washington on a short field with a guy with a great arm and receivers yes. that can go up and get the ball. That was a dumb move. Make them drive the field. Make them drive the field. I don't know why you're dumb. You got to have a little faith in your defense. He comes on and says, I want to show my offense confidence. Well, show your defense some confidence. They made a big stop down by the goal line. Why? Why are you? Why are you doing this? I think this guy has becomes Deion Deion Sanders here. He thinks too much of himself now after he talked all his trash about Deion, and here he goes. He throws the game. I disagree with the with the. Uh... With the, with a comparison for sure, he and he came out right after the game said he was wrong. He agrees with you guys. I don't. I think he's okay going to try and win the game. I can remember. I can remember years ago. You guys hopefully will remember this. Eagles, and I want to say Green Bay when Donald McNabb was there and Andy Reid got beat, not giving the ball back to 
to Green Bay at the end of the game and not going for first down to win the game. He gets killed for not doing it. You get killed either way in this in this situation. So you know, no, no, no matter what you do, you're going to get criticized. Jim played in the game his last year as a cowboy. I don't know whether he remembers when Barry Switzer went foot on fourth and one on something. No, I like wasn't there. Uh, okay, maybe <laughs> that was the year years out. later. His own 30-yard line or so to try to put an end to the game. Bill Belichick did it, Keith. You remember oh. against Indianapolis. He was on his own 29-yard or so, had fourth and one or two, wanted <laughs> to end the game with Tom Brady because he knew if Peyton Manning got the ball back, That's he could drive that. the length. No, he, no didn't. What he, Jack, did, he, he didn't, didn't know that. Time. He did not know that. That's the chance he took. I mean, I don't know no. how people say, oh, he's going for the win. No, you're playing, no, you're playing to lose the game. You're playing out to lose the game. Well, here's the other side of it. Mario no. Cristobal, two weeks ago, well, in Miami, they had the game one. All you got to do is kneel down. Now, that's stupid. I'm not going to say anything there. That, and again, you know what? To Jack's uh, point, he, Bill Belichick did know that because it was the Colts went up and down the field all night long. He yeah. knew. Yeah. He, well, well, I know. He, no, he, uh, that, that's, that is an assumption he made. Listen, I'm well, telling you right stop. now, when you're the away team. He saw for three hours before that. When you're, when you're the uh, when you're the away team, King, oh, you don't you don't you don't take chances like that. You get your points at home. No. I would listen. I wouldn't have as much problem at home with some of the the couple of decisions he made. When you're yeah. playing away in a hostile environment, you go and get your points. And and, and if he and, oh wait 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 I, Mac, Mac 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 I don't want to talk to you right now. Jack. I don't want to talk to you right now, Jim. Jim, you know I'm making a good right? point coming up. No, I don't. All I heard was Matt. Yes, I'm going to give you. Uh, I would agree with what Lanning did. But since they thank were on the road you, in a hostile environment, you thank got you. to do the right thing. You can't take that chance. Now, this is coming and from a guy. Time. This is coming from with the Irishman. Am I didn't believe me. No, he won't. Am, am I right? That's from a guy, that is from a guy who played the game. That's what and has the worst record on text of all of us. He's last, Jim's last in the standings. What does that have to do with the price? No, I respect. I respect both your opinions. I'm not. I'm not dismissing them. I promise you. But I can also promise you, if Dan Lenny punted the ball and they scored anyway, he'd be getting ripped today for not playing to win the game by going for it on fourth. Then Keith, Keith, then the team lost the game. Then the team no, lost the game, okay? Yeah, he's no, no. Then if you punted the ball and you depend on your defense and your defense doesn't stop them, then the team, I'm talking about coaches, players lost the game. He took no. the game the team, out of the players. Actually, they were playing pretty good defense. And no, they were. You, Especially you may hear that they lose the game, Mac, but every pundit today would say he played not to lose the game by punt. Guys, a couple of weeks ago, the, the commanders are playing the Eagles. They scored TD last play of the game. They're one point behind. They elect to go into overtime and kick the extra point. Had they gone for two-point conversion and failed, everyone would have said, oh, they should have just gone for the tie. They kicked the extra point and they lost in overtime. And then people started questioning the commanders why they didn't go for two point conversion. No matter what you do, you're going to get questioned. I agreed. 
Listen, listen, wait, 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 wait. That's a totally different situation. Totally different situation. That's at the end of the game, Jack. That's not in the fourth quarter. That's not with with five, two, five minutes left, two to five minutes, whatever the, the amount was left. That was at the end of the game. I understand that. I understand that. I'm saying that this coach took the game out of the players' hands and, and made and made the loss. He lost the game, period. They could have bailed him out the way the Chargers have bailed out Coach Staley and some of his moves. Boy, I'm comparing that. Okay, Keith, let's get hey, to, let's get Okay. Real quick, the loss in this whole argument that we're having, we saw a great college football game yesterday, and you saw the excitement in that stadium. And that's why I like the NFL. I love the NFL. That's why Saturdays are so much better than Sundays. Now, now, we, now we're agreeing with you, Keith. Preach, man. Now, now and I like Sundays, Ben. I'm sorry, guys. I like my yeah. NFL more than college. College is great. I love uh, college. I love the NFL more. You get the same kind of atmosphere. It's awesome. You don't have the prima donnas in college that you have in the NFL. You don't have the players having fits on the sideline. It's not as entertaining. Keith, Keith, I, Wait a minute. Did you see the Colorado okay. game at the okay. end? Okay, okay, okay. You're right. I'm putting the mute right. on my. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, what? Rick's, Rick's my new producer. Keith, um, Keith, let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about, of course, the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. Uh, they had a big lead. Stanford comes back. In the, in the second half, this is just totally the opposite of what happened before. Do you think yeah. that, that uh, you know, I know college football is a, a ebbs and flows. Do you think a real head coach would have said to these guys, listen, I don't care how far ahead you are. I'm not laughing and joking with you at halftime. They, we got to go out there. We got to play 60 minutes. As he's been he's been saying, and they still haven't done it yet. He has said it. He said last week against uh, Arizona State, he said, you know, I'm not happy with the effort. I'm not happy with the execution. Yeah. And I think you saw exactly what he said was going to happen if you guys don't pay attention to me uh, Friday night. So, I love what he's doing to college football. I he's love still, it. Look at, they're right where I thought they'd be. Everybody got excited when I'm 3-0. They're, they're a 6-6 six and six team. They're good. They're much better than they were last year. Exactly. But you know, they're not a great team. They never were. He brings, he brings energy. And you you got to have villains. And he's a villain to some people. Yeah. But I enjoy what he's doing. And they're going to get better. He's polarizing. He's good for the game. He's yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah, he's definitely polarizing. I'll agree with that. And listen, he knows football. I, I, I like I like what he says to the kids besides football. That's what I like about it. Yeah. I, I like yeah. it. I a lot like of good that. things. Exactly. Yeah, like a lot of good things. He does a lot of good things behind the scenes. He talks about them life after football. Yeah. And you know they, what? And he told them, just like Keith said, a week ago, this is going to happen. He did. He did. You got to look past the gold chains and the sunglasses, man, because he knows what he's talking about. He really does. He's not a bad coach at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Patriots news. Uh, banged up, hurt, key players out. They're talking about maybe giving the, the young kid a start. You guys got the uh, he's career. The, he's the, Malik Cunningham. Because yes, they activated He's not starting a game. Come on. He might go in there. You got Greer. You just picked up from the Cowboys, which, by the way, is a very—he's a very interesting quarterback. I watched him play preseason with Dallas. I know it's preseason. He did look pretty good in preseason, uh, and I think that was a smart 
move because I don't think Zappy's the answer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if Mac Jones. Is the I don't you know had Zappy being MVP of the NFL. <laughs> Thank you, I know. Jim. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> please. I change. I, I go with the flow. I listen. I admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, that's and, and, you, know, like, you, you know. like it. We used to have this thing in the locker room. A bandwagon, people jumping off and jumping on. You jumped <laughs> off the bandwagon. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I admit when I'm wrong, Jim. Unlike some other people that picked Dallas at a Super Bowl, and they still think that's going to happen. What, what, hey, do, you, what do you think about season. the Patriots? Uh, think? Yeah, they stink. <laughs> they stink. All I right, mean, that, we pay, yeah, and folks, we pay Keith big dollars for analysts like this. You know, thank you. Listen, the problem right now is they're bad in every F facet of the game. The offensive line is not only bad, it's banged up. Mac Jones has been harassed enough where he's got happy feet and his confidence is waning badly. He's making bad decisions again. The defense is, was playing well, even with big scores. I mean, they were competing. They've lost the best two players probably for the year in Judah Gonzalez. Uh, and Malik Cunningham. I'm glad they activated him. He's a good athlete. They're probably going to put some packages in for him today. I don't know that he'll be a quarterback. He'll be on the field somewhere. And he might, he might even line up, uh, you know, behind center here for, for a play or two, which is fine. He's not He's not going to be the starting quarterback here, though. He's, he's just not. He's not so the, the Patriots are going to be the, – the Patriots are going to resort to trick plays now. Is that what you're telling me? This is what – this is their plan? Resort. No, no, no. They're going to resort to doing what almost every other team in the NFL does. They have these packages, except for the Patriots. Yes. Can we unmute yes, Jack, please? <laughs> he's unmuted. He's, oh, he's I'm, unmuted. A, I'm unmuted. I mean, the Patriots really get their team of uh, two tails. The first three games, they were competitive, uh, losing to the Eagles, the Dolphins, then they beat the Jets. The last two weeks, the wheels have completely come off. That's the worst thing that could happen to a team being non-competitive. Look, the Arizona Cardinals have the same record as the Patriots. They're one and four, but they've been competitive each game. They've been playing hard. I mean, so you like their attitude. What's going on in New England? And now you're going to get to soap opera going on with Belichick. Is he going to get fired at any point? It's only going to build momentum. But I'll tell you one thing is I always said this, injuries play a key part in the NFL. And they've had some dra uh, significant injuries. Judon is a big loss. Gonzalez is a big loss. Huge loss. Those injuries, the offensive line, not having that continuity. And I'm not making excuses for it. That's just reality. In the NFL, but that's you don't have a lot of depth. Jim, you know, Jim, I look listen, at I, not that I disagree. Not that I disagree, but a lot of teams go through the go through this every year. Yeah. I mean, the, the Giants, the Jets have lost their two cornerbacks. They got to, somebody's got to step yeah, up. You see how they're struggling too, these teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it does happen to, to all the teams. Keith, I, I, I'm, what I'm disappointed in is that they, they I thought when O'Brien came down there, they're going to go down the middle of the field with the tight ends more. Your wide receivers can't get separation. Uh, Jones, like you said, is happy feet. He doesn't have a strong enough arm to throw off his back foot. We don't know. He doesn't have time to throw. That's the problem. We don't know that's how well true. he can throw. That's that's true too. So I mean, I mean, there's just a lot of things. A lot, in a lot of things in a, in a different. Yeah. 
year at one and five, I could look at the schedule and tell you at least be any two to three the last two weeks. I, I can't say, I don't know that we'll win another game. That's probably not true either, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I've never felt this way ever. Even when there were, you know, I, things have been different since Brady left, obviously. I've never felt this uh, type of disappointment. And Rick did call me out for saying uh, they, I did mean we, sorry, Rick. Rick is actually right. I say we all can. because I reserve yes, the right well. to say we because I bought so many season tickets and I bought so much wearables. I think I can say we. I think I can say it. Rick has a problem with me doing that sometimes. Well, I mean, listen, you're a fan and you're part of the team just as much as, uh, you know, other fans are anyway. Max, to get to a point late in the year, if the Patriots are way out of it and they're playing this poorly week after week, do we maybe put a stop to Keith's weekly Patriot report? Talk to him about other things, of course. But he no longer delivers the Patriot report anymore. This is um you won't believe this, but I actually agree with Jack. <laughs> well, they're listen, like one day, who cares about his Patriot report at that point? The Patriots, listen, if you're if you're a real fan, you still want to hear the Patriots. That's right. I agree, Keith. I would too. Always. Now I see why Rick has a problem with Jack. Yes. yes well, Rick's a Viking fan, and Rick gets to hold on to Kirk Cousins. Who refuses to waive his no trade yeah, clause? If all the nonsense Pax was telling us about Cousins becoming a Jet, you know, you bought into it, Mac, but Listen, I didn't at all. Rick and I went to the same high schools a few years ahead of me. Oh, Jack, okay. don't ever give out your address because he's crazy. He'll come and find you. Be careful. <laughs> oh. Jet fans on the threat to anyone. <laughs> so we still, now we're finding out Rick is a stalker. Is that what? Oh, we're saying Rick is a stalker. Keith, I'll let you get out to your show. Uh, go. Have a good one. Keep the faith, brother. I mean, listen, I, I know, how you, I know how you feel being a Giants fan. Trust me. Take care. They have a winning – actually, it's a winning game today. They're playing the Raiders who are on the powerhouse. So if they can't turn it around today, the Patriots, the year's basically over. I hear so that's you. your underdog hear you. pick. We have uh, we have Robert in from Sportscope with the big football uh, football news. I also got Pags in the bus. It looks like he's driving the bus down in in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> we'll we'll try, we'll try to get the driving the bus, Matt. We'll, we'll try. Well, listen, he he might be more liability. Uh, we do not want him on while he's driving the bus, please. Well, let's see. Let's see if we can squeeze both of them in here and get the big news. And the, the Philly guy, I know he's on his way to the to the game. So bear with us, Robert. Bear with us, Pags. We'll try to get this whole segment in. Oh, uh, good morning, Pags. How you doing? Uh, good morning, guys. Happy Sunday. All right. So all right. So it won't be a happy all right, Sunday. So let's start off. Let's start off with Robert, and 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 yeah. we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, the Broncos get rid of a pass rusher, Fran Clark. It looks like the Broncos are starting to get rid of some players. Maybe uh, yeah. getting ready, yeah, getting ready, getting ready for uh, getting ready to overhaul this team, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Contrary to what Sean Payton says, uh, they uh, Randy Gregory. They moved him. You want to say to the 49ers or whatnot? Uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, there's been some stories leaking out that uh, they they can totally uh, blow this team up. Uh, nothing specifically about Russell Wilson per se, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they worked out maybe uh, some type of trade in the season with Atlanta or somebody kind of split the difference in his contract. Uh, yeah. Crazier things have done, like I said before the other, the other day on this program, Rams have $7 million of dead cap money this year. Uh, if you cut Russell Wilson today, it's 80. Uh, if you cut him at the at, you know start of the new year, you're talking 85 million in dead cap money. So it's it's not unforeseeable to see that happen. That's very true. Pags to you, uh, big game today for the Eagles going and going to play the Jets. I mean, by big is by keeping their uh, undefeated record together. Jets cornerbacks are out right now. Pags. Uh, I expect that that you'll throw on them a little bit. You know, they, it has been shown that you can run on the Jets' defense. And, of course, you don't have Carter with, with you on your team. But you're so deep at defensive line, I don't think that's going to hurt you too much back. No, it was a little bit nervous, uh, Jalen Carter being out. Uh, Darius Slay is going to be out today. Uh, they said that Jordan Davis was uh, uh, has an ankle Injury. I ran into him at the Phillies game. He looked okay to me, so I, he will probably go. Uh, Fletcher Cox looked good after you know taking the week off last week as well. So I saw Gordon this season. Okay, he's out, and DJ Reed is out, so I know that hurts him. You know, at the corners, absolutely. But Sauce Gardner's not having that great a year. He's not the Sauce Gardner last year. He's been okay. That's that's about his limit this year. Okay, as opposed to being great last year. So I don't think the loss is as devastating as people are making it out to be. No, and I tell you, I you know, thinking about the Jets, and I know that you're a big fan, but you know, I got to imagine when they lost Rodgers, the whole locker room deflated. And that's kind of some of what's happening here. They rallied around that first game, but then they realized, you know, there went all of our chances. And I think that that's probably what they're dealing with this year. Uh, yeah, I still I still hold out that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to wind up over there he for the year. Trade packs. He says he's enforcing his no trade clause. He's going nowhere. The only way he goes to the Jets is if they give him a lucrative extension, which obviously they're not going to do that because they have Aaron Rodgers coming back. So that, that's why he says he's enforcing it. You know, he's waiting for another team to step up and give him a big contract. He's not going on a loan basis for one year. Well, it could be. So then you could see him in Denver then. You know, that's the other spot that I think there. It's possible. He's, I know he's I know he's going to wait to free agency before he, he does anything. Yeah. Robert, let's talk yeah. let's talk about the Cardinals. Interesting out there culture of fear with the owner there out there. Yeah, yeah, that that was a long article in the um Athletic, the Athletic right? wrote about him. Uh, you know, Michael Bidwell has only been the owner, the controlling owner, in air quotes, since 2019. His dad died. You guys know the Arizona Cardinals, or the Cardinals team, has been in that family for 90 years. 
I found that out. Look at uh, mm-hmm. reading about this. Started in Chicago. Uh, yep. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, 90 years, man. I mean, that's that's a long time. Uh, There was a survey done back in March saying that uh, this team's not good to the the families of of, of the other players. Uh, uh, Michael Bidwell's cursing at employees. And uh, there's a there's a fear around the women in the office. Some not talk too loud. Uh, hollering at people for walking too slow. He basically got to walk on eggshells. And you got, and also there was a report, Caleb Williams, who could projected to be the first overall pick, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, is an assistant there at USC. His dad, his dad, Caleb Williams' dad, not Caleb Williams in air quotes, uh, but his dad saying, you know what, maybe we just stay one more year if if certain teams get the number one pick. That was a direct shot or an indirect shot there at the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, I've watched the uh, hard knocks with him, and he does look like he is ticked off all the time. So on the other hand, maybe it's a push to get him uh, to sell the team. I don't know, but uh, it, the optics don't look good for Michael Bidwell. heard that too. Pags, the, the Eagles go and play in the Jets. What what do you think the Jets would have to do um, uh, to be competitive, almost to win the game? Is it just going to be turnovers? The Jets' defense uh, forcing some bad plays from from um, from your quarterback, maybe a couple fumbles. Uh, you know, th- there's nothing they can do because they're the Jets and they lose to the Eagles. That's that that's happened since the beginning of time of the Jets. They don't beat the Eagles. So uh, I think it's what, 0-14, expect 0-15. Uh, even if there was, uh, you know, the Eagles bus didn't make it to the game or whatever, somehow the Jets would figure out a way to lose. You know what the Eagles remind me of today in the Rocky One movie in which Apollo Creed's in the office and Balboa is hitting the meat and the trainer says, come here, I want you to take a look at this boy you're fighting. It looks like he means business. And Creed says, I mean business too. And then he's Ask for a cup of coffee. That's right, but you know what? Creed Creed still won that fight and won. Creed still won that fight and won. The Jets are going to win today. It's a trap game for the Eagles. They're not going to go unbeaten. I do think the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl when all is said and done. I'll give you that. I think they those mouse traps. Those mouse traps ain't going to trap an eagle. But this is a trap game. Jets are going to beat them today. That's Jack. Jack using the 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 Rocky analogy that backfired on him because he is right. Rocky did lose. Uh, Robert, let's yeah. let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about wearing T-shirts underneath your uniform and then pulling them up. What happened in there with uh, Kelsey? Oh, uh, no, you George Kittle. George Kittle with the I uh, yeah yeah the 49ers bleep Dallas T-shirt. You know it's funny. He's got that shirt on. And then you've got Michael Parsons and Christian McCaffrey switching jerseys. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of a question for Jim. After you lose like that, do you want to? You want the other guy's no. jersey? No, <laughs> I can believe it. That is ridiculous. But they met the bully, and the bully beat him up. So the bully can do anything he wants. They got the bully gets the yep. jersey, and there's no excuse for it. Hey. Is Michael Parsons ready to leave Dallas? I, I mean, I keep hearing, I keep hearing rumblings. Too much. He doesn't play like he's talking. 
Mm. And that's the problem. He is a good, he's a great one. Everybody's telling me he's the next Lawrence Taylor. He is not the next Lawrence Taylor. That. And he's a good player, but he's not a great player because he doesn't elevate everybody else. The great ones elevate everybody else around him. Yeah. Uh, I listen, I, I I listen, I don't get the switching te- the shirts, jerseys on the field no. and, and for anyone. I mean, if you want to do that behind closed doors, go ahead. I think yes. uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. How come? Well, because they're taking after soccer. That's why soccer's starting to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really? Really? I didn't even see. I don't even pay attention. To that's that. that's where that's where that began. That began in soccer. I didn't know that, but I'm not talking yeah. to anybody after I get beat that bad. I'm. Yeah. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm I, agree, I agree with that. I will tell you. I got to tell you, Jim. When we were out there in L.A., we went to Dave and Buster's after the game, and there was a good amount of Cowboys fans, a good amount of Niners fans. Uh, those Cowboys fans, uh, you know, went home with their tail between their legs. Yeah, they did, and uh, there's yeah. no excuse. I mean, Deion Sanders did say it the best. They got guys who act like they're going to play hard, but when it comes down to it, and boils down to it, they don't. They they don't have what he called the dogs. Yeah, they want to be, but they're not. And yeah, that's, the, that's, the yeah. and that's not a, that's not a, that's just the truth. And a that so then, so then, let's go back to what I was saying. Is the implosion coming? I mean, no, you're much closest. No, I don't think it'll come. But the problem is, is, is they got some tough games in the second half, and they they're gonna have to figure out a way to get this. I don't think it'll implode, but you got receivers that can't separate. You got a defense that losing Trayvon Diggs is bigger than we thought. And Bland is not the problem. Gilmore is not playing. He's playing like he's thirty something years old, and that's not a name. That's just the reality. And there's, I mean, well, that's the thing. I don't think it'll implode. I think they they're still in a position to make the playoffs, but how far can they go? Yeah, nine and eight will make you the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. Year. I agree. I agree. So I mean, I don't listen. Dallas is what Dallas is. I I don't think it. I don't think it matters what kind of system they run over there right now. They got a lot of problems. From the owner all the way down to the coach, and I don't think that's going to be fixed until Jerry Jones either sells the team or the kid gets the team. I don't know which one uh, because they got to hire a general manager. They got to hire a general manager. Is what they got to. You know, I know what you want know. The cow- a lot of people knock the Cowboys because they haven't won a Super Bowl since you know in ages. Uh, but when you look at it, the last two years they were twelve and five. It's not like they haven't had success. They just haven't, you know, gone to a Super Bowl. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, Jack, is that they're not beating elite teams. Exactly. And that's the problem. Out of their division. But in the when they go out of their division against elite teams, they struggle. And they still got to go to Miami and Buffalo. Mm. And that ain't my favorite. Robert, here's my favorite topic. Bryce Young. The fans are split on him right now. Should they have drafted him first? I mean, listen, put the old man in there. Put the red rifle in there. Let him finish and, out the, and the year. Bryce Young, sit on the bench. Maybe he'll learn something. Maybe he won't. I'm telling you, it'll be a bust. But by the second year, he's 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 a second stringer somewhere. What do you think, Robert? Wow. My next well, year is a second stringer, according to Matt. Well, I, that's tough doing that. This David Tepper, he is a taskmaster. He's the guy from Carolina, he's the owner. 
He's kind of got some Michael Bidwell tendencies, according to who's who's their coach now, Frank Wright. Uh, they're over his dead body would they put the red rifle in there? Not unless uh, Bryce Young, uh, uh, you know, could get hurt like we expected. I mean, a lot of us agreed. I think uh, uh, Jim and and and, and Jack, uh, like myself, said that uh, C.J. Stroud. We thought he should be the number yeah. one pick. Uh, that being no, said, Jim did not say that. But I don't oh, well, think did not say that. Jim's going to be a oh, very good quarterback when all is said and done. Jim did not say that. Jim you said Bryce Young was the best college. Robert, I said it. I said it, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, that's why I, I say quarterback eventually. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, hasn't thrown an interception in what? Oh, he hasn't none. Oh, Young. No, C.J. Stroud. Oh, Stroud hasn't thrown a interception. And he might do. Robert, you know more about this. Didn't Frank Wright basically call the owner out saying that he wanted C.J. Stroud and the owner wanted Bryce Young? There's reports of that, but I, he hasn't said that. I haven't heard him say that in an interview. <laughs> it's now, it's, yeah. He just basically said the owner is too overbearing. Yeah, and, that's what I'm getting. That yeah. I, He's like Michael Bidwell from Arizona. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, if your team is 0-5, you have a reason to be a little overbearing. Yes. Let's be honest about it. They're, they've now, underperformed the Panthers. Now, Pax, this is why the Eagles are so good. They don't have all these things going on. There's no general manager. Head coach is talking about. To me, when you have a good team like the Eagles, like the, the Chiefs, uh, like the 49ers, it starts at the top, goes to the GM, goes to the coach, down to the players. It's a strong organization. That's something the Eagles have. The Jets don't have yet. They're still thinking about whether Salah could be a head coach there for another year or so. There's still a little a little turbulence in there. What do you think, Pags? Don't, don't you don't you agree that to have a good football team, it starts at the top all the way down to the bottom? Well, think about this. I mean, think about the the great franchises over time. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really, up until this year, the Patriots. You know, so, like, the Eagles are, are kind of on that list. You could kind of say Dallas is even in the same way. I feel like that as Jerry gets older, things get a little uh, – are, are in a little bit of disarray. But I, I think that you could even put them in, the, in that category. Uh, same thing with the 49ers. You know, like, they, they have – so – the 49ers started to fall off in the like after the 90s when there was problems with the ownership. Look at the Raiders. The Raiders, when you had Art in there, he was he was amazing because he the Bucks stopped with him. Now you got his son in there, who I feel like the Bucks stops with the hairdresser. You know what I mean? So yeah, so it's. I mean, those are the things that I kind of feel like. That's why, like Houston, is starting to make some changes because they understand you have to have strength in the executive area so that everybody can follow suit afterwards. So that's why that's why Jacksonville seems so wishy washy because the owner is is a halfway decent owner. Bodies, you know, sometimes on board, sometimes not on board, and stuff like that, and that's why they go up and down. So I, I agree with you that you need to have strength in your executives to be able to show that strength with your team. 
Wait, wait. I just want to say, as far as Houston goes, that's not the Houston Texans. That's not a good example. DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt wanted out of there. They didn't like the culture. The right, but that, but the culture started to change. It's starting to change now. They they are they realized that there was issues. They started to solve those issues, and now they're showing strength, and it's showing within the team. That's, I mean, so it's the perfect example of going from bad to working out, starting to become good. And and here's here's an example coming up that I'm going to talk to with Robert along them same lines. Uh, your GM, your owner, your head coach, and your draft people have got to be on the same page, too. It was said Caleb Williams is the number one draft coming out a week or two ago. Is he the number one draft coming out now? Well, he had a rough game last night. Uh, there was a there is a report here. Uh, I, I follow this site called Rookie Watch, and it looks like Drake May. Some scouts like Drake May from Carolina uh, more than uh, Caleb Williams. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are taking into account that Caleb Williams was coached by Lincoln Riley, who coached Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Uh, is he another product of his system? Other scouts say, no, this guy's the next Patrick Mahomes because uh, he runs away like Patrick Mahomes sometimes. I don't know. But uh, don't be surprised if this debate doesn't come all the way down to April, guys. I'd listen, it's a real push uh, and, and, there. But Patrick can, Mahomes wasn't the first quarterback pick, was he? And he no. was not. No, no. I'm going to say this. Caleb Williams is probably definitely planning to come out of the draft, but he doesn't want certain teams to draft him so he could force their hand and, you know, for them to make a trade like Eli Manning did. He didn't want to go to the Chargers. So he kind of forced the issue for them to make a trade with the Giants. You know, you have that kind of power. And the team with the first overall pick, they would get a lot in return for trading that pick, Caleb Williams, and they would do it. Right, right, yeah. And ironically, right now, if the season ended today, the Bears would have the first pick and the second pick. And that was supposed to have been Arizona's plan. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and you know, the thing different about today than it was before is with the NIL, he can stay in there for, for three more years if he wants. He's Listen, he's getting paid right now. I think it's over $2 million a year for his contract. I think, yeah, I, I, who's it with the, the chain he's, he's, he's with right now? He's a commer he's doing commercials. Yeah, uh, Taco Make Bell, Dr. Pepper. It, yeah. He's, he's yeah. getting a lot of national commercials, Caleb Williams. So, I mean, this is, you know, this is going to be a problem with a lot of people coming out. It's going to give the players, the first round draft picks, a lot of power whether they want to come out and what team they play on it's pretty and he's picked pretty five teams he said he wanted to right. go to or stay in can mm. you imagine you guys having that power back then jim where you, you know you just went where they drafted you you could you really you, had no you really didn't have right well john right. elway unless you because he's <laughs> right unless you, at yeah, what point right. at what point is this going to turn like baseball where you could get drafted and decide you're not going to go play. You're going to go back to school or go back to an independent league. You know, that's there's going to be some talk about that type of stuff, especially with the NIL, because in some of these cases, the NILs are getting so large. It's it's actually overshadowing your first contract. 
Yes, yeah. that's what he was saying. 100% right, Pat. His father said right. it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, I mean, and, it's, and, and then it's going to be a little crazy. So say Chicago picks a quarterback and he don't want to go to Chicago. He's like, you know what? I ain't going. So now Chicago just lost their first round pick. You know, so they're going to have to do something about this in a way to make sure that there isn't that. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I'm coming out for the draft. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back to school because first round picks are worth their weight in gold. Platinum. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jim. I think you have a certain date where you either got to claim. Yeah, but it's not until what? Jan late January, right. or February. But there is, but right. there is a date. You do have a date. You can't. Yeah, you just have to. Out the last he's already said, hey, he's going to probably look at who gets the number one pick and see if, like Pack said, if it's Chicago. Well, Chicago's got Fields. They're probably not going to get rid of Fields. Right, right, right. And he's going to look for a team that he can have success with. He doesn't want to go to Arizona. Like we said. Right, right. And there's certain teams that he wants to do. And he's probably not going to Carolina, but Carolina doesn't have a first-round pick. No, that that's Chicago's also. <laughs> well, well, and then you think about this, and then if you really think about this, it's probably going to be the Giants. What it Possibly. looks like it could yeah. be. That's one of the teams he said he'd go to. Well, he would then carry a clipboard for one year for Daniel Jones, and everyone knows they would have moved on from Daniel Jones. They can do it after one more year, according yeah. to the way the contract right. was set up. Right. So, Robert, before you go, yeah. I want you to give give me uh, your fantasy football team for today. So, the, now listen up, people. I know, I know, Robert's really good at this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys. Um, the Carolinas 31st against the run. I took Raheem Mostert. You know, Devon Achim is he's going to be out for a few games from Miami. I've got him. Uh, Matson, you know, Bears are still 30th against the run as well. Uh, running back, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson. I, I took a chance there, you know, with Darius Slade being out. I think he's going to have a good game. You know, they may lose that game, but I think Garrett Wilson with the Jets will have a good game. Uh, and A.J. Brown, uh, with, with, with Gardner being out, uh, he, he's going to shine today, too. So that's going to be a back and forth there. Uh, Stafford at quarterback. Uh, Arizona's 31st against the pass, guys. Mm -hmm. And Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz for Arizona. And who else did I have here? Uh, going against the Rams, Drake London. Uh, we saw those Washington corners get uh, drilled last week. Uh, and the week before that, <laughs> who was it? DJ Moore had a career day against yeah. the uh, yeah. uh, Washington secondary. And I took the Bucks defense because it's very cheap. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, who is it? Golf is still somewhat of a stationary quarterback at 3,400. So that's the fantasy team, guys. It's it's a daily so, so fantasy. Robert, it's not a draft. Yeah. Right. So so Robert is giving you even cheap plays, guys. I mean, he's he showed well, you. Well, you, you have to cut calls somewhere because it's, it's right. It's cap, you you know? don't have to sit. You don't have to spend a lot of money to win at this. Robert, thanks for coming in. Robert Butler every week comes in with the big stories, and now he's giving you fantasy plays. People, if you're paying attention, you win some money. Robert, thanks a lot for coming in. Have a good game. Have a good uh, show, guys. We will. Thank. You. Take care, Robert. There you go. All right, Robert. Robert with Sportscope. 
and we're back. And and since we're back, Pags, I hope you're ready because every week I want your picks and your underdogs. So let's see. All right. Look, and so far, since I'm undefeated, this is perfect. <laughs> I think I missed. I think I missed one. I think you did. So, yeah, this week, this week I have the Niners minus nine and a half. I have the Jags minus four, the Rams minus six and a half. And I believe as I came in that I, I, I am going to wind up agreeing with Jack. I think the Patriots win today because the Raiders, the Raiders hairdresser uh, wanted to go away for the week. So they're going to lose to the Patriots. I got the Patriots on the money line. I'm sorry to cut in. But I'm picking the Raiders to win. I didn't pick the Pats. They're not oh, my okay. underdog. I didn't. That that's not my selection. I was just talking loosely. I don't think the Pats. They've been so bad the last two weeks. I don't see them actually turning it around and winning. They're a mess. I don't see Belichick losing to his former employees. I just I don't see it happening. Lost, he's lost to Mike Grable in the playoffs. You know, and well, yeah, but that's that's a different scenario. Mike Vrabel never coached for him. All right, right? so coach Ohio State. He, he was played. on the Belichick. He played for Belichick. Yeah, but he never coached for him. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. To tell you the truth, I am not sure. But so let me get it straight here, Pags. You got San Francisco minus nine and a half. You got Jags minus four. And what was your other favorite pick? The Rams minus six and a half. Rams minus six versus the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so there you go. Just a but quick note, Belichick did get... lose the game to Eric Mangini, a former, you know, even though he got the better from all in all. Yes, yes, Bob. that is true. So, folks, we're going to give you our underdog picks. You know, no yes. Underdog is here. He is. The best cartoon theme song of all. So, folks, our underdog pick, I'll, I'll go first, uh, you know, because I'm willing to go out there before anybody else picks because I see Jack scribbing a lot at the end after Jim picks to pick opposite what Jim does. So I'm just, I'll go first. Jim and Byron uh, Williams right, advising him now. He has representation. Even his buddy Byron is uh, sharing picks with Jim so that he can do a little bit better. So anyway, my underdog this week, we were speaking of Chicago. I think Chicago not only covers the spread, but beats Minnesota this week. So I'm taking Minnesota plus, uh, I mean, talking Chicago plus the two, two and a half. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, two weeks ago, my underdog pick was the Jets over the Chiefs. You laughed at me, Max. Last week, it was yes. the Jets again over Denver. You laughed at me. It's going to be a trifecta. The Jets are my underdog pick against the Eagles today. They're going to win a close game outright. Okay? Not only cover the points, but they're going to win outright. Uh, Robert Douglas said Garrett Wilson is going to have a big game. You you heard that? Jalen Carter not being there is huge. It is huge because it's going to give Zach Wilson some breathing room. All right, so Jack, we'll yeah. find out, man. He's he's been riding the Jets, and you know, three. He's been zero He was zero two for the last two weeks. He'll be zero three. You know what? I've been two and zero with my underdogs with the last two weeks going with the Jets. 
He has bags. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Jim. Oh, with I the points. Win. With the points. Yes. Is that yes, with the points? With the points. I'm allowed the I points, know. but I think the Jets are going to win outright today. <laughs> I'm going if, with. Uh, if Jim was paying attention to, to Byron, he's going to. He's going to take. Jim is going to take the Chargers as his underdog. If he was listening to Byron last oh, week, man. the Chargers is underdog against the Cowboys. What do you got? I, I I can't argue with him there, but I'm going with Tampa Bay against Detroit. I think Tampa okay. Bay is going to win the game. So Jim's got Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield against that great Detroit defense. I don't know. That's, that's it. But it's, it's in Tampa, Tampa Bay. It's in Tampa I, Bay. I, Jim, if it was in Canada, I still would say they're still going against one of the better defenses in the league. So we'll see. I mean, I listen. I'm only going two and two every week for a while, so I really don't know what's going on. I didn't go anyway. out on the limb and say the Jets are going to beat the Eagles. No, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. Jack said that again. I'm saving this little piece of tape for the first time ever. That's going to happen. The first time ever. Right. They, they listen. Anything's possible. Anything's that possible. So yeah, let's go over some of the games uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Um, we do have the Ravens. I said I, I think the Ravens would. Uh, well, we'll talk about the games that we went over that we picked anyway because we really didn't cover them. I, I got the Ravens minus four with Tennessee. Listen, I think Baltimore got there early this week. They they're starting to learn a lesson right yes, now. Yes, they did. They are getting in early so that they can adjust to the times. Um, right now, uh, believe it or not, Jackson is third, I think, in completion percentage, even with the wide receivers dropping all those balls. Listen, I like Baltimore. Baltimore uh, beating Tennessee in uh, in London, I guess. Is playing, or is it Germany? I'm not sure. It's one of those places. What do you think, Jack? I remember Roy Jones was trying to people question him, and he had a saying, you must have forgot. I, I attribute that to Lamar Jackson. We must have forgot how good he was. He used to single-handedly win games. He's playing in a new offense. That counts a lot. The Ravens offense is going to get better as the year goes along. Uh, they should cover against a team like Tennessee, beaten by something like 24-13. You agree with that, Jim? I think Ravens are. I think um, they had a tough time last week, but I think the Ravens will win this game. Lamar Jackson is in a new offense, and his receivers are not yeah. dependable, but I think they'll beat them now. Tennessee is another team. They're two and three now, but – I, I'm not impressed with them. And plus, they're two top receivers. Right? I think so, Jim. I think they're yeah. right. And this is probably Ryan Tannenhill's last year's Tennessee. Yeah, you know, then he became, you know, back up to Aaron Rodgers. What do you think, Tags? You're going to make it a uh, clean sweep here? Nope. Nope. I think, I think that Baltimore is frauds. I think that uh, – <clears throat> The quarterback is in his own head. Uh, I even though he's he's making all these passes, they're still losing, and I feel like that losing begets losing, and I think Tennessee pulls this one out. Okay, uh, Washington is minus two at Atlanta. I think this is going to be one of the most boring games on the on the schedule here uh, this week. Um, Washington, I, I don't know. Is Washington better than Atlanta? I'm not sure, Jim. You you follow Atlanta, that's why I'm going to you first. Do you think Washington? I like Atlanta, but I think Washington will win this game. All right. I like Jack. Atlanta. 
Yeah, I could see Washington winning by a field goal. They were awful in their last game against the Bears, but maybe that was a letdown after the close loss to the Eagles. So I kind of expect to bounce back in a very close game. What do you think, Pags? Losing begets losing. And again, the Braves lost. So did the Falcons. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my way. I picked the Braves to win the World Series, so I got to come clean. Congrats, Pat. Pags, it got me on that one with the Phillies. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, Minnesota, I guess you're going into Chicago. Again, Minnesota's favorite over Chicago. I really don't know why. I don't think Minnesota's that good of a team. I think Chicago, believe it or not, is a little more talented than Minnesota. So as you said, as I told you, I take Minnesota. What do you think of their packs? I think with Jefferson out, there goes their offense, and uh, there goes there goes their chance of winning. And I hate to do this, guys, but I do have to go because the buses are getting started to get loaded. So I got to get hopping here. So I hey, appreciate you coming on early in the right. quietness. We could hear you, Pags, and and of course, a lot of people are glad they could hear you. Maybe not Jack, but we were glad that that you were on. So Jack, you going to the game today? No, no, I'm not going to the game today. I'm going to watch it on TV. I mean, uh, I didn't. So you're going to see this handsome mug up there saying "Go Birds" for the fifteenth time in a row against the Jets. Well, you know which one? Jalen Carter's out. Remember that. Slayer's out too. Robert Salah's a great defensive coach. He'll make up, you know, for the deficiency at the corners, and we'll get it done. Close game. As long as Zach Wilson doesn't revert back to being what he was struggling. If Zach Wilson has an awful game, it's over. But I'm assuming Zach Wilson will be okay. He doesn't have to be great. He'll be okay. I'll tell you, Jack. I'm telling you, Jack. This is going to be the offense is probably going to look better than it has all season long against the Jets. And everybody said A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown. This is a Devonta Smith game. Devonta Smith goes big in this game, not A.J. Brown. Just right. letting you know. So you heard it, from, you heard it you here heard first. It from, you heard it from Pags, the, the, the Philly sports guy. Thanks, Pags. Have a great day. Good luck to you. Thanks. Go Birds. Yeah. There you go. Pags um, is, is on the bus. What, do you, what, do you, what were you going to say, Jim? No, I was going to say I was, I was going to take Chicago over Minnesota. All right. I think Chicago's headed in a different direction than Minnesota at this point. I think so. I'm going to take Minnesota. I understand picking Chicago, coming off their win. All of a sudden, there's a lot of energy. You know, that's the perception. But that's one game. Think of how awful Chicago was the few games before that. And we tend to only think of what a team did their last game. Yeah, but I'm sorry, Jack. Um, but you got to remember, Justin Jefferson was over uh, – 60% of their offense, and and Kirk Cousins is, I mean, they're saying he's going to spread the ball around. I don't think, who's he going to throw it to? He's going to throw it to the rookie? To tight end. The tight or end. Tight I mean, end. I mean, yeah, that's that, That's probably their best receiver now. And yeah, you know, I think, Jack, Chicago the week before didn't play a good, bad game, really. They lost a pretty close, close game, and you could see them starting to turn well, the gear. lead. Get away against the Denver Broncos, you know, who didn't have much of an offense. You know, they made Russell Wilson look good. So why shouldn't Kirk Cousins, you know, exploit some of the weaknesses? I will say one thing. I, I do understand why Jim is down on Kirk Cousins a lot of times. Of all the starting QBs in the NFL, 
he's the one that strikes me as playing for the, a paycheck the, the most. Less a competitor, more like a businessman when he's, you know, on the field. Well, it's all about image with him. It's not, but that's not, your locker room is, is your true image. But yeah. Kurt's image is in the media. He wants yeah. everybody to think he's, he's getting ready to do an analyst on CBS. Fox I agree. I agree. I, I think if he doesn't get his money next year, he'll go to the booth. I think that's where he's going to end up, yep. to be honest with you. Yep. That's what that's I think. What I think. Yeah. All right, so we got Seattle at Cincinnati. We didn't talk about this game. Very interesting to me. Is Joe Burrows 100% back? Can Seattle, uh, they got a good defense. Uh, Adams is back and healthy again. They got a good running game, Seattle does. Maybe try to keep Burrows off the field. And 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 when they're when he's on the field, put a lot of pressure on him. Maybe you get a couple hits on him. Uh, and also Higgins is supposed to play. Higgins will be back today to let yeah. you guys know. So it's an interesting game. Uh, Jack, who do you got? You got Seattle or Cincinnati here? Uh, they're playing in Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Is Joe Burrow healthy or not? You tell me. He had a big game last week, but is is he all? He's not all the way back all of a sudden, but is he getting there? You know, Cincinnati's only one game behind in their division. They're two and three. It's bad things. They're only one game out. Okay. Oh, and San Francisco's and, undefeated, Jack. No, it's Cincinnati in their division. Oh, Cincinnati. Okay. In their sorry. division. You know, two you teams that. in the NFC, I just want to say you mentioned Seattle and Detroit. If either one of those teams come playoff time, doesn't have to play both the Eagles and the Niners, just one of them. Both of those teams are capable of screaming and upset and going to the Super Bowl. We keep talking about the Niners and the Eagles, but lurking in the background is Seattle and the Lions. Don't completely discount them. I think it's going to be a great game today. Cincinnati, you know, wins it by about five points, 29-24, something like that. What do you think, Jim? Do you think Seattle can pull off the upset here? I'm going to go with Cincinnati because they're um, they're at home, home. And like you said, they're getting Higgins back. But Jamar Chase, when he comes to play, he comes to play. I think Cincinnati has a good running game. And I think their defense is going to rise to the occasion and beat Seattle in Cincinnati. If it was in Seattle, I would pick Seattle. But I just think Cincinnati is going to play a little better at home. I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna hang with uh, Pickles on this one. I think Cincinnati had a huge game last week. Uh, I'm looking for Seattle to pull upset. I don't know the one by six, but I'm looking for Seattle to pull upset here this week. Um, we got San Francisco at Cleveland. Uh, most of us that pick pick San Francisco over Cleveland. Uh, what's going on with their quarterback Deshaun Watson? He's not playing again. I mean, listen, it's, is this guy there for it's, it's, it's a rotator cuff. He's been out for like what the last two or three weeks. Yeah, but they said he might have to have surgery on that road. Really? Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's a lot uh, of money. I want to tell you, I just guys, I was in physical therapy for rotator cuff a little while ago. I'm much better now. And I into throw, actually, it's painful. Like yes. one quick it's painful. Yes, Maybe you could compensate it one throw at a time. But you're definitely physically compromised. He wants to play Deshaun Watson. And I can't imagine the team holding him out, you know, for the rest of the year. So I expect them to be back. But with P.J. Walker, you know, you look at their backup quarterback plan. When they had Jacoby Brissett, 
he was a competent backup, but he's no longer with them. And you're looking P.J. Walker against the 49ers. That's going to be brutal for Cleveland. They better come up with a big defensive effort. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see Cleveland stopping the Niners running game and with Purdy playing a lot better than he did last year. And last year he played really well uh, in, in his role, and that's San Francisco. Unless they have a letdown because because uh, Deshaun Watson's out, that's the only thing I could see. Maybe maybe they have a big letdown and they think it's going to be a cakewalk. Maybe Cleveland uh, springs an upset. I don't see it happening. Um, but anyway, uh, we got New Orleans uh, going down to Houston. Um, Right now, I, I the opening lines anyway. What I have is New Orleans minus one at Houston. To me, this is going to be a pretty good game. You got two good defenses. Uh, you got uh, a still kind of hurt uh, Derek Carr going against a good young quarterback, but it's in Houston. I love taking uh, uh, you know the the home team being a dog. I like Houston here, guys. What do you think? I'm going to stay with New Orleans. I think Houston's headed in another team that's headed in the right direction. But I just think New Orleans is just a little better at this point. And they're getting healthy. That's it. And um, I just think uh, New Orleans is going to win this in a tight one. It might be the last play of the game. But every time I say that, it's a blowout. But I think <laughs> What do you think, Jack? Uh, exactly what Jim said. I agree with 100%. That it's going to be a blowout, or no, no, that New Orleans wins this week, uh, you know. And uh, Houston has a novelty this year; they can lose games, and their fan base is still going to be satisfied as long as competitive in their buildings or something. That's not a novelty, Jack. That's not a novelty. You play the game to win. The fans want you to win, Jack. They don't care about They're okay. They're happy with C.J. Stroud's development. They're happy with how their defense is coming along. The offensive line has had some injuries, but they're good when they're healthy. You know, they have a good young, you know, first-year coach there, D'Amico Ryans. I mean, Things are looking up in Houston. They can lose games. It's okay this year. This is a learning experience year for them. And they're coming along nicely. Yeah, being a player on a team, do you want to hear all that nonsense? Uh, I want to win. There you go. Jim was on the worst, one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL. Yeah, but here's the thing. Remember, we were 1 in 15, but we went to 7 and 9 the next year. We were trying to win. Right. Yeah, but as long as you, when you were one in fifteen, can you sense you had the pieces to get better? You no. couldn't sense it at that point. Okay, when that's I did, when we were seventy-nine, I could sense it, but not at the we... end of the year. You can at the end of the year. I remember that seven and nineteen. The wins were coming towards the end of the year for the most part. Then it's okay. You wind up seven and nine, but you go home and say, You want to know something? I'm optimistic now. It's not so I was more bad. optimistic at 79 than one in 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Jim, Jim, when the Dallas Cowboys. You should Cowboys, have played better, Jim, on that one in 15 team. Jim, I'm, asking, I'm asking, I'm asking I you. I, I wasn't I'm very good. I only had 11 and a half sacks, Jack. I'm asking you, Jim, because again, you played and, and, and Jack's telling us his opinions and, and what he believes. These truths are about fans and, and players. Were the Dallas Cowboy fans 
okay with you guys being one in 15. No, yeah. no. It was bad. It was really bad. Because they fired Coach Landry. That was the first year Coach Landry wasn't the coach after 29 years. It, there yeah, was a true. lot of – We struggled the year before, Jack. Three and 13. Yes, I remember. Yeah. So, but you, and that and the combination of – we weren't very good, Jack. I mean, we were – I played – that year, I played against with six defensive tackles next to me, and I had to get them. All I had to do was get them lined up for the game. <laughs> you mean you were, you were four and twenty-eight over two seasons, four yes. wins, twenty-eight losses, and I don't know, Jim. You should have maybe supplied a little more leadership in the locker room or something. I did. When we, I did when we won the Super Bowl, Jack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You made up for it. I'll give you a do. You did make up for it eventually. No, but you you make a. You make valid points, but the thing I see in Houston is they're going in the right direction, and they're playing hard. And we did play hard at 115. We just didn't have the pieces. 79, we played even harder because we got better pieces. And then the next year, we um, got an opportunity to be a, go to the playoffs, and we got better. Right. Yeah. I, I think there's a big difference whether you're competitive or not. Look at Max Giants right now. If they lose today, how hard are they playing? How competitive are they going to be? Are they at least going to be in the game? That's what we're looking at. Not so much at this point with the Giants, whether they're winning or losing, because I think the season's basically slipped away from them unless they spring an upset today. But how competitive they're going to be, how hard they're playing for Brian DeBow. But sometimes you got to look at it as making a shock. The prime example is the Denver Broncos. They get rid of Randy Gregory, who wasn't helping them, and then Frank Clark. And then you, if you watch that game Thursday, Denver was playing hard. Yeah, they just don't have the pieces right now. Yeah, I, right. I guarantee you, Jerry Judy is probably going to be the next. He doesn't like it, but Judy on the other kid, Courtney Sutton, was playing hard at Sutton, <clears throat> and they're going to get the malcontents out there. It's it all boils down into. The NFL is you got to get that team playing hard because yeah. it's, so, it's equal and it's equal with each team. There's only so much, you know, you have the Philadelphia's and San Francisco that are elite teams of Kansas City, but everybody else is kind of, you know, even. And it's just who plays the hardest and who plays yeah. at a higher level. They say that Saquon Barkley might play today. I don't know if that helps the Giants or not. I mean, I imagine it helps a little bit. But he's still hurt. Um, you got Waller playing today. He's still hurt. I mean, you know, and then you got a second string quarterback that hasn't started, I don't know how many years, a regular season game. And that's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be a little bit rusty. I expect the Giants to play hard. They they, they always play hard to me. It's just by the end of the end of the game, in the first half, they normally down by a touchdown or 10 points, but by the end of the game, it's just they they they're done. I mean, they can't. They're worn out. They're worn out. You can't expect to, to play a whole it, game and pull an offense off like Miami. They played good in the first half. They were down by what, seven? And then by the end of the second half, I mean, that speed just got to them. And, you know, I think Buffalo was going to be tough to contain, too. Well, here's. Mac, go ahead. I just want to say one thing. If Saquon Barkley does play today, I wouldn't expect them to do much because right. with Tyrod Taylor, the backup quarterback who can't run the way Daniel Jones does, 
the Buffalo defenses would be keying on Saquon Barkley big time. I would imagine. It would be hard for him imagine. to do much. I would imagine. The only thing Taylor has, he does have a big arm. I don't know if that's going to help him or not. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I expect Buffalo. I'd help him because you can get the ball to Jalen Hyatt. But um, the thing you got to look at is possessions. How many possessions do you get and how many possessions does the opposite team get? Because if you can get an extra possession somewhere, you got a chance. But if you can't, I mean, that's the big thing. And play and play. In Buffalo, good luck, man. That's, yeah, that's, Buffalo is a tough place to play. That's, that's going to be fun. Carolina plus thirteen and a half uh, at Miami. I, I it just gets it, it gets worse and worse. I, you know, I mentioned maybe putting, uh, you know, putting the red rifle in there and and, and letting them you know, get Bryce Young, get him away from the game a little bit, get him off the field a little bit. You don't have to sit him down for the whole year. Just let him take a look and and maybe and maybe calm down a little bit. I mean, it might help him, Jim. I mean, you, you know, I think quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, there's so much pressure. There's so much stuff coming at him, and and you know, I think he just needs a break at least a little break just to get his head back together the one thing i remember is that jack uh trey Aikman got injured the first year when he was with the cowboys if you remember the one in 15 and um michael Irvin was also injured so that is an issue and with young quarterbacks you met right they're under a lot of pressure learning the game and it's too late now bryce young's in it he's in the fire and he has to be prepared for what's coming but they got to help him they got to get something around him and you see they're changing their offense a little bit to simplify it for him because that's difficult it is difficult i don't care if you come from alabama or anywhere to jump to the nfl and try to be you know cj stroud is doing a good job but he's not he still doesn't have a winning record and that's the thing it is a difficult jump for these quarterbacks coming uh, Why do we always have to focus on the quarterback? The Carolina Panther defense is taking a step backwards. That is Last true. year they were said to have a good defense. This year they've been, they've been bad, just point yeah. flat out bad. So yeah. why are we ignoring them and we keep focusing on a rookie quarterback who's just there to learn? Let Bryce Young learn straighten out the defense if you straighten out your defense maybe he can manage a game instead yeah, of i'm not knocking bryce young I, I thought bryce young was going to be a good quarterback i'm not he is going to be a good quarterback when all is, done, is, even though mac doesn't feel that way you know the quarterback is always the, See, the, the problem the problem with that is most quarterbacks and i've said this before most first round quarterbacks go to bad teams and yeah. carolina is the bad team the coaches is, is 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 trying to is fighting with the owner. The owner really is a is a tyrant over there. He wants a win and he doesn't know how to do it. it it's just it's a bad position and it could destroy a quarterback's career. Bryce Young's a good athlete. I'm not saying that. And I maybe he'll be a good quarterback one day. I, I think he'll be a good second string quarterback. To be honest with you, it's a very important that you can have somebody there to develop a young quarterback right away. Frank Wright is also the head coach, and it's hard for a head coach to just work just with the quarterback. He's got the whole team to think about, everything else that goes along with it. He's got to have some kind of quarterback coach in there that can help develop this kid. 
And that's let me ask you a question. Does Frank Wright call the plays or does he have I think he does. I think he does. I think he does. I will say this. I didn't hear what you guys said early in the show. I never heard it before about Frank Wright wanting CJ Stroud instead of Bryce Young. If that's really the case, and he did say that, okay, and Bryce Young knows about it, it doesn't help the relationship, doesn't help the confidence, kind of knowing when your coach is making nice to you that he really wanted someone else, you know, in a position. But honestly, in my opinion, and I could be totally wrong, I think C.J. Stroud would have struggled at the Carolina Panthers too. Yeah. Very possible. Very possible. Never know. Um, and that's not because of Frank Wright. I think they got other issues. Yeah, they, they get rid of their good players. <laughs> their yeah. issues that's one of I their mean, issues. guy they get rid of is was crazy. I mean, he had a crazy game for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, they, got a, they got a number one receiver over there, that's for sure. They got one yeah. now. Um, so we got we got uh, uh, New England at at the the uh, the Raiders. All kidding aside, uh, I feel really bad for for the the, the team over there. The quarterback, um, there's just there's there's he doesn't have anything around him. The wide receivers are no good. Uh, O'Brien can't turn that thing around in one year. That's almost it's almost impossible to do in one year. It takes a couple of years to get the system going. Their talent. At wide receivers. No, Mac. No, come on. Don't give him a pass. A couple of years. Listen, New England wasn't a train wreck that Bill O'Brien was going to. Mac Jones had been there a couple of years. An established coach in Bill Belichick. It wasn't a mess he was going into. He just had to basically tweak Mac Jones and straighten him out with the offense. Let me ask you this question: If you're the New England Patriots and you get a top five pick, and probably in anywhere from three to five and Marvin Harrison is sitting there. Do you take I think the problems are a lot more than just it's just receiver. a quarterback. Uh, and a receiver. I they got a lot of problems there, Jim. That the, okay. the, the, the the recruiting of players over the last few years have been has been terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean listen, you know how I don't think Mac Jones is a franchise quarterback by any means. I think he's a good quarterback who's been put in a position where you've got last year, who do you have judges as offensive coordinator and somebody else. You bring in O'Brien who's supposed to be a guru. He, you know, he's going to put a system in. I don't think he tweaks anything. I think O'Brien comes in full speed and puts his whole system in so that they run it all year. So they get better running it. And I don't know if they got the, they don't, they don't just have the talent to do it over there. They're a lot mm-hmm. like my giants. They just don't have the talent. So I, I, you know, but I, I will just, say I, this: if you put a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, and a Patriots, they would be decent. They wouldn't be as good as being on a good team, but they wouldn't be the disaster that Mac Jones has been this year. I would agree. I mean, and you say the t- elite quarterbacks, college quarterbacks, usually go to bad teams, yeah. but they eventually figure things out. And sometimes okay. the league catches up to these quarterbacks after one year. They, they have some success the first year, but they can't take it to another level and the defenses figure them out and they don't figure the defenses out going forward. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to take this because I don't think we've ever had Z Smitty on the show. Z, we, we have a fantasy guy comes in like at, at uh, 9, 9 o'clock or 8.30 to 9.00. And he, his name is Robert Butler, and he said he's going to play Tampa Bay's defense because they're cheap. So I guess uh, he says he's leading to Atlanta or the Jags. 
I like uh, Atlanta's got a pretty good defense. The Jags are got a pretty good defense, right? I don't know. Yeah, I would Listen, lean I, to the Jags, wouldn't you? Because Washington. I, I, yeah, I mean, Washington. it depends who they're playing, Jim, right? I mean, I guess uh, if I'm taking a defense, it's the 49ers. I'll take the 49ers every week. I mean, that's what I would do. Right? I, don't know. I don't care who they're playing. So, uh, listen, uh, Z Smitty, uh, I, I guess uh, Jim says go with Atlanta, right? Is that what you're saying? No, I go with the Jags. The Jags against Washington. Gotcha. All right. No, Jack. So, anyway. Um, I, I can't wait, Matt. I'm waiting on the suspense till the end of the show when you ask Jim his pick with the Chargers and the Cowboys, Dallas at the Chargers. So that's like this is like a movie. I'm waiting, you know, I, you're waiting for the conclusion and the edge. We are, we're yeah. Slowly, we're slowly we'll get to that, to Jack. The, to the, we'll get we, we definitely will. So anyway, you everybody know, Jim doesn't and, call and, his own picks anymore. Just Mac Byron calls it for him. You know, like Jim's like a quarterback. <laughs> he used to call his own plays. Byron sends him the plays. Yeah, he's the <laughs> offensive coordinator right now. So anyway, so this is where we're at right now, Smitty. We're at where we pick the games. And we're and we're we're at right now, uh, Indianapolis. Are we at Indianapolis? Did we do Indianapolis? Yeah, in we didn't yeah. do that yet, did we? No, we, oh, we did, did not. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes. Yes. All right. So anyway, uh, Indianapolis is the underdog going into Jacksonville. Listen, Indianapolis to me is playing a, a real good. They're having a good year so far. Minshew is not a bad quarterback going against Jacksonville at home, though. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? What do you think, Jack? High-scoring game, I'll go with the Jags, maybe even an overtime game, something like 33-27. What Jack team is going to show up? You know, you never know what Jacksonville, the team that beat Buffalo, a mediocre team that loses games unexpectedly. But I would think they would have enough left, you know, to beat Indianapolis. What do you think, Jim? Uh, you know, I get nervous about this game because Indianapolis did – Beat them in the first game of the year, Jacksonville. Yeah. In Indianapolis. But I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think they must win this game. And um, they did do a good job in London, although they stayed there two weeks. <laughs> but I think Jacksonville will win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Colts and upset here. I just, I listen, uh, I like the Colts second. Very, maybe more than a lot of people do. I, like no, I just want to say one thing so about I'm gonna go with the Colts and upset. Um, look at look at me and Pickles. I think we, uh, yeah, Pickles is a uh, shoot. I should have went with pick, Pickles, right? But I'm gonna say, could I say one thing about Trevor Lawrence? He's an old school NFL quarterback in this sense. It's his third year, he's developing slowly, getting better in tiny little bits. That's the way it used to be in the NFL. Like Coach Landry would have the five year plan, he likes sitting guys five years. Figuring it takes that long to be a really good quarterback. I did in the modern NFL, you expect it the first year because Max ready to throw Bryce Young, you know, out altogether in his first year. But Trevor Lawrence is little by little by little getting better. But he hasn't been the superstar some people thought he'd be or even close. But he's been trending gently in the right direction. He, it depends how much patience you have with the young quarterback. I know he's a generational quarterback. Everybody said, and I said he wasn't, and and that's uh, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe maybe he does get better. I, I listen. I, I I don't like his mechanics. He throws a ball. He's too slow. 
Um, pretty good athlete, though. Uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe you're right, Jack, but maybe he'll be good. Um, but, but you have to look uh, at the players around him. Has he made him better, like Evan Ingram, the tight end, who didn't cut it with the Giants? He's had success at Jacksonville. And Ridley, coming from the Falcons, has had a resurgence. They got a good. They got a good coach over there. They got a good offensive coach over there, right? Yeah. Don't they? Right. Peterson, so, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Um, so let's let's get to Detroit at Tampa Bay. Uh, I, who's upset? Special was that? That was Pags. That's right. Uh, there's no way. There is no way Tampa Bay uh, competes with Detroit. Detroit's gonna beat them bad, Jim. What do you think? I think Tampa Bay is gonna compete. I think Tampa Bay is gonna win this game. It's in Tampa Bay. <laughs> And uh, Mayfield is not playing bad, and Tampa Bay's defense is pretty salty, and they're going to they're going to give Detroit problems. All right, all right, you're going to give Detroit problems. We got Commander Nash on. Commander Man. Nash, I'll get your after after Jack goes here. Jack, you agree with Jim? You think Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Detroit at home? No, I don't. I think the Lions are just flat out a better team. I know Tampa Bay's won the division the last three years in a row. The only thing that people don't talk about that Tampa Bay really might have going for them is the weather. It gets to be hot and humid at this point. And the Lions coming from Detroit, you know, it could present some problems. I went many years ago to a Lion Buccaneer game in Tampa. And as a spectator, I want in an air-conditioned room. You know, I had one of these VIP things. Sitting in the seats with that humidity. And I remember thinking, how can these guys play in these conditions? All right. So there you go. Uh, What do you think? I I think Jack took Detroit, even though he just said, oh, Tampa Bay is tough to play in. How are you doing today, uh, Commander? Yeah. Hey, Commander. Hey, Commander. I think you're muted, my friend. Let me see if I can unmute you. uh, no, you got to unmute yourself, Commander. A minute. There you go. There you, you got go. it. There you right. go. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. I know you're on your way to the game. Uh, real quick, who would you pick? Would you pick the Lions? Uh, you know, they're they're right now their favorite uh, going into Tampa Bay, and also their underdog by four point five going into to. Uh, what am I say? They are underdogs minus three going to Tampa Bay. There you go. I, I'm go, uh, I see Detroit. I think Detroit go get momentum back. I think they can go down there and beat Tampa, but it's not going to be easy for the, uh, the Lions. I think Tampa's going to put up a fight. It'll come down to fourth quarter, but I'm going to pick Detroit Lions. There you go. All right. See, we got we got sensible guests now, right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, we get rid of the Philly sports guy and we bring in a guy that makes sense. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your, your Washington commanders there. They're going into Atlanta. A team they sh- they should be able to beat, but of course Atlanta's looking at them and saying, "Well, we should be able to beat you too." Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I'm not going to be at that game. Um, I'm headed to the watch party at the casino in Maryland. The Commanders are hosting it for the season ticket holders, so I'm at a rest stop so I can do this. So I ain't doing it while I'm driving. <laughs> but um, I was very happy the way we played Philadelphia. I wasn't mad that we lost because we played a Super Bowl contender really well. I was really disappointed on how we played the Bears. We just did not show up. We played flat. We looked terrible. So my opinion on Atlanta game, this could be 50-50 because uh, the Atlanta starting quarterback has never lost at home. We just lost two safeties on IR. We lost fours. 
Reeves, who went to the Pro Bowl last year as a special teams player. Wow. I honestly, I don't know which Washington team's going to show up. I really don't at this point. Should we beat the Falcons? We got the talent, absolutely. But Atlanta, three and two at home, they could easily go four and two. We could drop two to four and fall worse in a division. Commander Nash, not to make excuses for the Commanders, but is this fair to say they were so up for the Philadelphia Eagles and played such a good game and to lose in overtime? How do you get motivated for an 0-4 Chicago Bear team? I, it, it's hard. Could it, could it have been the result, the Commanders' performance against the Bears, of having a big letdown, just not being motivated for that game after being so high for the Eagles? Truthfully, um, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm not going to make excuses. I think uh, the motivation should have came on how well they played the Eagles. They should have came against the Bears, fired up, took more shots downfield. You got an 0-4 team coming into a primetime game at your stadium and you come out flat like that, you let the Bears put 40 points on you, I don't even know where to start. They, they didn't even show up. I mean, Ron Rivera, I, I mean, no, even Andrew Johnson said he was disappointed on how the team did not bring their energy. You're playing at home. You only won one home game all year against the Cardinals at home, and we barely won that game. So the home field advantage for us has never been really good, and it looks like we're going down the same path this year as well. Commander yeah. Nash, I got a question for you. Do you think yes, sir. Uh, Ron Rivera is, is on the clock right now as far as his I, uh, – Absolutely. I think he was on the clock since we got new owners. I really mm -hmm. do. I think um, the way we're going right now, we're two and three, and we got a good Falcon team that we're playing. We can easily go two to four. Truthfully, the way Washington is, I don't think the new owners will go make a change throughout the season with the new change. Mm -hmm. But because we're, we're always been good for switching coaches through midseason. But, but I could really see Ron Rivera just being his last season in Washington. I'm going to say this, Commander Nash, if a change is made in season, They've got to go to Eric Bieniemy, not because I think that's what they should do. They're going to be under pressure. They can't give that head coaching job to someone else, and you're not going to bring in a complete outsider in season. So either have, either they have to be sold on Eric Bieniemy in season or wait to the end of the season. Well, then we'll see what they do. But if it's not, not Bieniemy at the end of the season, they've got to move on from Eric Bieniemy as well. Yeah, but Del Rio was a head coach. And yes, and the Raiders. But the enemy's um, the assistant head coach there now. And yeah. Del Rio has been a head coach. And we're going to hear all this talk. Why didn't Eric the enemy get the job? Absolutely. If Rama Berry gets the axe throughout the season, uh, Benjamin's got in his contract that he is assistant coach. It makes sense. You should make him the head coach. Because if you don't and you undermine him and you bring somebody else in, he might want to leave. <laughs> Yeah, give the man yeah, a chance. I, he's he's next yeah. in line. You know the, the thing I saw last week against the Bears was your defensive secondary. I don't know if they were hurt last week or not. That uh, was weird. It, 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 I mean, DJ Moore just went off against you guys. William Fuller was getting torched, and Fuller's a pretty good corner. He we we drafted him. He played for Virginia Tech. He went to Kansas City, won a Super Bowl ring, came back to Washington. He was having a great year. I mean, he was giving up uh, least targets, like top five in the league. Some reason, Moore just had his number. He just made him look terrible. We lost two safeties in that game as well. So I could see Atlanta taking shots downfield against our safeties and, uh, you know, running the ball and hitting their tight end. This is not going to be a close game. This is going to be – it could be lopsided 
I guess yeah, but so. my question is, is who is he going to throw to? Really? Good question. I mean, that's my <laughs> but, thing. What receiver can really beat you on uh, Atlanta right now? Their running game the is church. really Oh, yeah, I'm definitely concerned with the running game. But we do get Abada back on the defensive line. But um, Atlanta can have no-name receivers, but the way our defense is playing, we'll make them no-name. We'll make them big-name <laughs> receivers. So somebody can step up and be a big yeah. name like DJ Moore and go off on us. Yeah. Yeah, Moore is a top is a top receiver. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, so, yeah I listen – uh, I I'm, I think I think you guys are both right. I think it go either way. I really do. Um, yes, I took, I, that's the truth. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which way it will go, but Atlanta is at home, and that is uh, that's. Can I, can I just ask, as Sam Howell, is the jury still out of what? Every team we hear about these quarterbacks complaints week to week. What's the feeling on Washington on Sam Howell? Is it to get someone else? Is he the guy of the future? Is there a lot of patience? with the command the fan base as far as Sam Howell goes. And I think that's the direction we need to go. We need to stop switching quarterbacks up, playing three or four quarterbacks a season. Let Sam Howell play out unless he's hurt. Let him play the whole season out, get a good year evaluation on him for next season. Because, I mean, what last year we played three different quarterbacks. The year before we played four. Let's stick to one guy and let's give him a fair chance. Yeah. Yeah, unless he gets injured. You're right. I agree with that. We have Arizona – uh, plus six and a half at the Rams. The Rams have a dynamic duo at receiver now. Um, the Arizona Cardinals play very hard. They got an aggressive defense. Arizona six and a half points going to uh, going to Los Angeles. What do you think, Commander? Uh, Who would you take? You taking Arizona six and a half, or are you taking the Rams? Man, after what Arizona has played our division. I'm going to go with Arizona. I think they can go to L.A. and get the win. I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Jack? I'll go with the Rams by seven points or so. We were talking early in the show about these teams that are competitive every week and they play so hard. I think it gets to a point where you need results, okay? They're one and four right now. If a team is one and nine, they get tired of playing hard each week. It's harder to motivate yourself. You need the W's now and then, and they're one and four. I, I think they play hard Arizona today. I wouldn't be shocked if they win, but I think the Rams are just a little better. You know, they win by seven points or so. What do you, you agree, Jim? You think the Rams no, take this? I think the Rams will win. I think the Rams are a better team, and I think Arizona does play, but James Conner's out. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Cart. Oh, yeah. So that's why, and those two receivers are really good, and their defense was frustrated on how they played against Philly last week, and I think they'll um, come back. And Jeff Pickles brings up the point. Cooper Cup's back. I think the Rams are going to win this game, and they'll win it convincingly. And Aaron Donald, Jim, you say about you know pass rushes, they lose something as the years go along. He still seems to have it. Yeah, he scares people. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. you got, you got offensive players going, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming at listen. I mean, I seen him, I seen him in regular clothes. That man is He's just that he's just huge. He's just huge. He's he's just wide and fast. Philadelphia Jack's Jets. Um Jack's is Jack again is hoping he's riding the Jets um, <laughs> underdog <laughs> here. 
Uh, against Philadelphia, against Philadelphia, Philadelphia has won the last fourteen or twelve or fourteen games. Of course, it don't matter. It's different players way back then. But um, you got Carter out with Philly as Jack makes the point. But you got you know the defensive backs out for for the Jets. I I, I expect Jack. I'm sorry, but I I expect that uh, they're going to throw all over the Jets today. They got a great running game. They got a great offensive line. Your Jets are young. The Eagles are experienced and strong. I I really don't think it's going to be much of a game. I think Philadelphia wins by at least two. Jets are going to stop the Eagles' running game, and they won't allow Jalen Hurts to run. I'm worried about the corner, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed off, you know. And they brought up a guy from the practice squad and Bryce Hall, you know, who's been a backup as the other guy there in the corner. Uh, what can a team do to compensate for that? You know, because I do worry about Devontae Smith and the Brown and their passing attack, the Eagles. But, uh, you know, they, they, I'm sure the Jets will have some schemes to minimize the damage. And they've got to score points themselves. So with Jalen yes. Carter out, like I said earlier, that's a big one with the Eagles. That's a big one because if Zach Wilson is given some time, he can be effective. Jim, they got one of the best defensive backfields in the game, too. Uh, I know Slate Slate is out, but I know they got tremendous depth there, too. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Mean, who, I think uh, right now, I hate to say it, Philly is uh, one of the – and them and the 49ers are the um, top teams. And absolutely. I think right is that uh, Devontae Smith, everybody's talking about A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown is the one – Stairs it. He can get them going, but I think Philly just got too much depth for him right now. And I'm not gonna, you know, knock the Jets, but I am gonna knock them. They don't have a chance. <laughs> it, it's a trap game. Keep that in mind, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a, a trap, it's a yeah. trap yes. game. They go get caught in the trap. Whoa, 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 whoa. Command the nest. Hopefully, 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 there's a trap door. By the, the the alley coming out that they can open. No, 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 no. Commander, I'm, I'm, Commander, Commander. Not only do they got two of the best receivers, they got one of the best tight ends in the in, in the NFL too. What do you what do you think, Commander? What's what's it look like for the Jets? Hey man, you know as a Washington fan, I'm going for the Jets, obviously. But like Jim said, right now the Eagles and the 49ers are the two top teams in the NFC. Um, I, I can't wait to see them play each other. Now, of course, I want to see the Jets win, but like I said, the Eagles are stacked. They got, I mean, you got to have the trophy winner at receiver, and you got A.J. Brown. Like I said, the tight end, God is playing good ball in the Eagles' defense. I don't want to say I wanted the Eagles to win, but we all know they got the talent. But I got to say Jets because I, I can't say Eagles win. I got to say Jets. <laughs> Keep this in mind. Two weeks ago, two Thank weeks you. ago, had the Commanders went for two-point conversion at the end of the game, they may have upset the Eagles and. Philadelphia. So the uh, Eagles listen, can be had. Commander Nash, you've never seen this. I'm going to throw a challenge flag at you right now. That's what they, <laughs> all right. I know, I know that that you're a Washington Redskin, um, a Washington Redskin, a Washington Redskin, and a Washington Commander <laughs> fan. Listen, I don't yep. like the Eagles at all. I'm a Giants fan. Jim hates the Eagles. <laughs> we're being realistic here. All right. You gotta, I know. You gotta get, your realistic pick. Don't say, you know, because Jack's agreeing with you right now. He's like, yeah, I got to pick. Then Jack's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So honestly, what do you got? 
I mean, we all know, like I said, like I said, uh, Eagles got a talent. They're going to get the win, and then the 49ers are going to get the win. They're going to see each other down the road, and we're going to find out who's number one. I agree. That I agree. <laughs> but here's the advantage for the Eagles is, is they play Miami in Philly, and they also play yep. 49ers in Philly. They both That's going to be on yeah, yeah, and you know Dallas played. Uh, San Francisco played Dallas and Dallas too, and you see how that worked. Out. No, they didn't. They played them in San Francisco. In San Francisco, uh, San Francisco. They, and the playoffs yeah, see, left in the Dallas. Way, the way they beat Dallas so bad, it looked like they were in San Francisco. No, but they, anyway, they were in there. They were in Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah, Chicago, I mean. yeah, they yeah. beat them pretty bad, and I can't argue. With it. All right, all right. Let's talk about one of the best teams that the the. the a great team this year in football. The New York Giants are playing the Buffalo Bills, and I'm I'm not talking about the Giants. <laughs> the same <laughs> Buffalo Bills team that the Jets defeated this season. Right. Okay, right. let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Calm down, Jack. All right. Um, Buffalo, <laughs> we're going into Buffalo, um, and we're, Buffalo's favored by 14 points. Saquon Barkley might be back. Waller's going to play. They're all hurt anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, second string quarterback. I think the Bills are up by like 28 by the first half, and then they just put in their second stringers. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Jim? I think uh, New York is going to compete, but I think um, we mentioned this early in the show. Buffalo, after a loss, comes back with an attitude. And I think Pickles is right. Buffalo by 17. And if the Giants could ever get healthy, they'll be competitive, but they can't get healthy. They got the quarterback out. They got the top running back out. They got Waller's injured. I mean, that's the problem. And I think the Giants will play hard, but I think Buffalo will win in Western New York, which is beautiful this time of year, the fall foliage. Yeah. That's, what the, you know, that's what annoys me about you guys. Now you command the Nash. Always an excuse, this guy's out, that guy's out. Just say it, the Giants are not good. Just say it point blank. That's the reason they're going to lose. Did he just not say that Sauce Gardner is out and this guy's out? He did just say that, didn't he? I thought I heard But the Jets are good when they're in. That's the difference. The Giants can have all their guys in and not good. New York battle. Who's in, Jack? Aaron Rodgers? He's had the most <laughs> devastating injury in the NFL this year by far. The most devastating. And I'm not making excuses. You make excuses each week, Matt, for the Giants. I don't make excuses for the Jets. What's the excuses? What's the excuses he I make excuses for the Giants. I just said they're going to be down 28 by the half, Jack. Uh, the only thing you have going for you, Mac, you don't make as many excuses for the Giants as Jim makes for the Cowboys. That's about well, all I can do. Yeah. I mean, every year the cornerback is out. Big stick cornerback is out. Stephen Gilmore's too old, you know? Yes, Come on. But the schoolyard bully came and beat us up. And I, I don't have any excuse yep. for you. Micah Parsons. Hey, uh, hey. Down on Micah Parsons suddenly. I was going to get Trent Williams. About Micah Parsons, Matt. There is, listen, Jack, there is two school bullies in the league this year, and one's coming to see you in New York. So, I, you know, I don't know if I'd be talking big. <laughs> Commander, what do you think uh, we got? Uh, 
At, uh, the Giants of Buffalo, uh, just it, it's not even worth talking about, I think. But what do you think? Man, I love Buffalo. I go to Buffalo once a year. I'm going for the Cowboy game in December. I enjoy going up there. I love the fans. It's a great atmosphere. But um, like I said, Buffalo at home, and like Jim said, when Buffalo comes off a loss, they come out swinging. They Look what they did against us. I'm scared to go against the Buffalo Bills right now. This late in the year, too, that weather get right up there. Got to go yeah, to Buffalo yeah. all day. I agree. I agree. Beautiful. So now we get to the last <laughs> and final game. The, the suspense has built it up because, you know, Jim still thinks the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. He really believes that deep down in his heart. And, uh, you know, they, it doesn't matter. We've, we've, we're calling in. We've been calling in uh, counselors. They don't even want to talk to Jim. I mean, they just they, they think he's just There's no hope at all. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Commander. You've got Dallas, who is favored, believe it or not, going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Now, look, I, I think it's a pretty close game, but you're going, you're going up there and you're going to play against a guy named Herbert throws the ball pretty good, and they got a pretty good running back too, who I think led the led the league in touchdowns last year. Defense a little iffy, but you got Dak on the other side of the ball. You really don't need a good defense, do you? <laughs> well, I mean, Dallas, like I said, they went to San Francisco. They're traveling back to the West Coast. I think Dallas is going to come out fighting and swinging after what happened in San Francisco. I think they put up more points. I think they get more aggressive and take more shots and mix the game plan up and try to contain Herbert somehow. Diggs being out for the year, that's a big blow. We can tell the difference in the defense. But I see, I can see Dallas and San Diego being close fourth quarter game. All right. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Jim and, and, and Commander Nash are always on the same page here. I don't know if Commander Nash is starstruck by Jim. Jim. Commander Nash wants to show No, no, no. It's just that we have great intelligence, me and Commander. That's why I'm here. <laughs> We're the smartest guys on this show. You definitely are. Well, they're in the same division, the commanders and the cowboys. The commander Nash doesn't want to give Jim any bulletin boards. No, no. That's because for me, it started with George Allen. The big rivalry in the NFC East was obviously Washington and the Cowboys, and we've always had tremendous respect for Washington, and the and Washington's had tremendous respect for us, the players, not the fans. But right. and I respect in the Giants the same way. The only team that I really despise is Philly, and always will. Okay. Well, getting back to Charger game, playing the LA Charger. LA Chargers never have a home field advantage playing in LA. That's the one thing that helps the visiting team out and uh but when a team gets beaten so soundly when they're psyched up for the biggest game of the year the cowboys against the niners and they're so thoroughly trounced it takes a little something out of you it really does maybe you regain it late on but coming back one week later against a good solid team like the chargers I think the Cowboys come up a little short. They're up for the game, obviously. They have to be because they're beaten so bad. They want to bounce back. I think they lose a close game to the Chargers. I think last week has an effect on this week. Jim, I, I, I would imagine you're going to pick the Cowboys here. Can I, can uh, I say something first? Tell us, tell us why. Go ahead. Go ahead no, I'm going to say this. Did you realize after playing the 49ers, teams are 1-18? Yes, they are. Because they get physically beat up. 
The next thing is in the offseason when um, Mike McCartney fired Kellen Moore, the thing that he said was that Kellen Moore ran all these gadget plays and that he did not help the defense. So this is a huge game because I'm Kellen Moore is saying the right things, but he wants to win this game. And Mike McCartney is on the clock. I keep telling you, he's yes. not going to get fired during this during the year, but he's going to have to win. <laughs> games. And this is one he has to win because, like you said in early in the show, the owner hasn't been going to practice, but he was at practice this week because he knows. You talk about important. This is important for Mike McCartney. If he loses his game, it is not going to look good. He's got to figure a way to win this game, and they got to play well on Monday, on Monday night. night. Now, they that's the because they send uh, – Chargers don't play well at night. They play well in um, certain things, and I think the Cowboys will win this game. And it, uh, and I can see them winning by 10 points, like Pickle said. All right. Okay, Jim. Jim's on the record saying that they could win by 10 points. I, I'm picking the Chargers in a close one. Um, right now it's 3 nothing. Baltimore is – a Ahead and Tennessee is lining up for a short field goal, so it should be three to three by the time the show is over. It is three to three right now in London, Tennessee, and Baltimore. Commander Nash, thanks for coming in. Thank Always you, Commander. You're Always you're a I love the input. <laughs> Always a pleasure having you, Commander. Thanks to Commander Nash. I'm going to reciprocate. I'm going to be rooting for the Commanders against the Falcons today. Since you're rooting for the Jets, we'll have an alliance. Thanks for Jack Jim interrupting me as I'm thanking other people. Robert, we do love you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Pags, the Philly sports guy, and of course, Commander Nash. Jim mm. here every week. Jack here every week. I'm here every week. Tomorrow I'll be on. It's a wrap as we'll go over all the NFL sc scores. Some of the big news, MLB playoffs, college football. Join me there tomorrow at 8 a.m. On, on Roku. Folks, have a great day. And uh, as always, I hope uh, I hope that your team wins. <laughs>